devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for tuning in. Our passage is going to be Matthew chapter 26, verses 25 through probably 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What will we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Pastor Andy recently took the Sunday night congregation through a lesson on Gideon. A few lessons on Gideon. The main point of which was this. There are no heroes. God is the hero of every biblical story. God is the hero of our story. Gideon was so fearful of the people attacking the nation of Israel, at every step, only God could possibly have used him to get victory for the nation. But Scripture has no shortage of fearful leaders. Moses was afraid because he had a speech problem. Elijah was afraid of Jezebel, even after seeing God do the miraculous in front of the whole country. Peter Peter was afraid that people would find out that he was a follower of Jesus. The Bible knows to give us plenty of stories about scaredy-cats, because God knows that very often we are scaredy-cats too. I believe Scripture teaches that fear and unbelief are inextricably linked. We take our lives into our own hands in fear because fundamentally we don't trust God with them. Scripture has plenty to say about his concern for the minutest details of our lives. Look at our passage today, which should be fairly familiar to most of you. This section follows a very common form of argument. It's found in the New Testament, which is basically, if this extreme thing is true, how much more will this less extreme thing be true? Well, what's the extreme thing in this passage? That God is intimately familiar with the dietary needs of every sparrow in the sky. God has personally dressed every flower in the field. Think about the next time you're driving down 27 and those little flowers, which I'm sure are weeds, are growing in the medians. God knows and provides for every single flower that you see there. How much more is he going to look after his own children? Which, if we are in Christ, is exactly who we are. I've been struck recently by this word care. That we are in the care of God. That we turn our lives over to the care of God. 1 Peter 5.7 tells us to cast our anxieties on God. Because he cares for us. 
And that's exactly what's pictured here in Matthew chapter 6. What does this word care mean? Uh, well, you know I go to Oxford because they have the accents, so they're smarter than we are. As a noun, care is the provision of what's necessary for the health, welfare, maintenance, and protection of someone or something. Or serious attention or consideration applied to doing something correctly to avoid damage or risk. As a verb, care means to feel concern or interest, attach importance to something, to look after and provide for the needs of. This is what God does for us. What are some real-life examples of care? The first thing I thought about is a parent, a, a mother looking after her children, teaching them, disciplining them, feeding them, clothing them, looking after them when they're sick, celebrating their successes and mourning their failures. Doesn't God compare himself to a father and, yes, a mother in our Bibles? I think about end-of-life care. When someone is no longer able to take care of their own, even most basic needs, bathing, getting to the bathroom, preparing food. In both of these scenarios, someone is doing for another what they cannot do for themselves. And, in, in best case scenarios, it is motivated by love. This is how God cares for us. He does what we can't do for ourselves, which, by the way, is much more than we like to think. So rather than being anxious or fearful or scaredy cats, because we feel responsible for everything about our lives, to handle them on our own, by our smarts or our know-how or our abilities, take God up on his offer. Cast your worries on him. Cast your concerns on him. Cast your fears on him. He can handle them all and more. And stop running to the cheap substitute gods that provide no help or lasting comfort. Our money, our our pleasures, our distractions. Only God truly cares for us. There's an old hymn written in 1904 by Sevilla D. Martin, which is helpful. And it goes like this. Be not dismayed, whate'er betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. Through days of toil, when heart doth fail, God will take care of you. When dangers fierce your path assail, God will take care of you. No matter what may be the test, God will take care of you. Lean weary one upon his breast, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. Lord, we thank you for your word that reminds us that you are, are, are holy and just and strong and above and beyond. You are so wise that you have uh, wrath for sin. You are powerful, God, but you are also the loving Father who has steadfast love for a thousand generations. And you invite us, you you invite us to lay our concerns, our fears, our anxieties on you, that you might give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Help us to have even enough faith to do this. For your glory and our good, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for tuning in for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.